Welcome, welcome to Lance Wallnow's show. Today, I'm so glad you're with me. I've got Mercedes Sparks sitting over here at the anchor's desk with her extra Grinchy, Christmassy green thing on her head. And uh, we've got, do you guys got the tree over here? Come on, Mr. Producer. Look, I, I got this beautiful set. Nobody ever sees it. I'm, I'm, I'm having a complex. It always comes back to me with the, the, the bookcase with Bob the Tomato sitting behind me. That's it. People think I'm, I'm working out of the closet here. I got a beautiful studio. Anyway, we got a very interesting program today. I had to go with an underground, literally underground, Israeli defense, um, like a SEAL team expert that does the tunnel work, detonating the tunnels, some hostage negotiations, an incredible man, uh, Chaim Malspin, and... Um, and I'm just thinking, you know, many of you are concerned about what's going on in Israel. Here's a guy, I work with the guys that are actually like good shepherds. They've got the guns that go in to protect their people from the crazies that want to burn them alive and, 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 and gut the, the pregnant women. I mean, this is satanically weird. And they're there to protect the Israelis and, uh, and the international community that are citizens. But at the same time, they're running peace initiatives Getting, they got a vision to bless Gaza. They want to see it peaceful. This is the frontline places you want to go to. We've got ministries we're working with in Israel. As you know, I've got family that's down there, and I go there uh, once or twice a year myself uh, to minister to hundreds of nations that meet there for conferences. But I want you to partner with me right now, especially because we've got some of our team down in Israel right now. You can go to lancewala.com forward slash Israel. I'll be able to bring you some reports as to what we're doing in Israel to help the soldiers, minister to the soldiers, protect the people, but also bring the, uh, the, the kingdom of God, the blessing of God. The only solution that'll work is going to be a solution that comes from the power of the living God. Support Israel. You know me, you trust me, and I'm going to tell you inside information today on what's going on. Go to lancewellen.com forward slash Israel and support the team. Let's get into this powerful underground report. I have a special guest I want you to hear from right now who served in the IDF elite unit, serves currently as an engineer working in uh, detonating under the tunnels uh, the infrastructure of Hamas. But what makes him interesting is that he's also a man of faith and a man of peace. And I want you to listen to Chaim Melspin, who is going to talk to you about the challenges that uh, Israel is having from the tunnels, he's, he's recording as many times as possible to broadcast to America what is in the tunnels and what they're running into. And I don't want you to miss this interview. Let's go right into it. I don't know how good the internet is, but I hope it'll hold up for us here. Uh, and so I'm just at near the Gaza border right now. I'm not actually inside at this very second, but I go in all the time on missions to dismantle the Hamas. Uh, my name is Chaim Mailspin, director of the Aliyah Return Center Charity as well. Yeah, and so I want to talk to you about a couple of these things. You're running a charity, which is very important. You're, uh, but you're, you're, you're like, uh, uh, if you don't mind me saying so, you're, you're an excellent model of the of the believer who has to engage in real warfare, but is doing kingdom philanthropy while you're also practically, in a very pragmatic way, dealing with the enemy. Let me let me just help my audience know a little bit about you here that they don't have the benefit that I have of. Of you, know, you actually have a military background, right? So you're, and your specialty is in tunnel and, and uh, ballistics type warfare? 
Yes. Well, it, the thing is, is the difference between elite units and the regular units of the IDF is elite units have to deal with special technology and special uh, situations such as high high you know stakes hostage rescue, such as tunnel destruction infrastructure. There's things that you have to map and deal with and handle, which the regular army just doesn't have the training for usually. So they call in the professionals on the comms. They'll say, all right, we're, you're coming in by chopper or whatever. However, you're coming in uh, through APVs, uh, co- give them cover fire, give them whatever they need. They will handle the situation. And uh, and so that's us. And uh, we're, we're seem to be on TV a lot right now just because one of our specialties, in fact, our unit was the very first uh, tunnel uh, de- finding, mapping, and destroying unit of the IDF ever, my unit. And that's, I'm in the Army for about 20 years or so. 2005, I got in. So 2025, 20 years. Wow. And so so have you noticed any significant changes in the tactics of either what they're doing or or what you what you guys are doing that is uh, that is worth knowing about? And, and I don't know. You might want to talk about I get these news updates on the foam or some kind of a, of a special tech uh, chemical that could be used in these. I didn't know if this was like sci fi or for real. It was on Axios. Is it a t- that you could block up a tunnel with a foam that solidifies like cement or something and start to section them off like that? Is that true? Or is that uh, something we can talk about? And it's not about it's not actually about sectioning things off. It's actually an explosive. It's two chemicals that two um, types of compounds uh, that mix. And when they're not mixed, they're not dangerous. But when they mix, they are actually an explosive. And it, and it is used to destroy uh, the tunnel. It's a bomb. Uh, oh. And it's it's actually go into it too much actually i'm not going to go into it in deeper just because of the nature of of it's fairly new it is our units uh, one of our unit specialties um we have many specialties but that's one of them yeah wow um how do you think the idf is adapting in its approach to uh the challenges posed by the tunnel network i mean have you had to adapt or did you already war game out every scenario running into or what how's that working because we're all we're all very fascinated about this and it's underground so is if we don't talk to people like you, we don't ever get the true story out. Yeah, it's true. Tunnel warfare is a very, um, it, it's something that is different. You know, it's it's like underwater warfare. Have you ever heard of that? That's a thing too, wow. uh, where you have so, let's just say a bunch of scuba divers are fighting and how do you handle that? What, how do you, when someone's trying to cut your airline, this is another thing that we have in our unit. How do you deal with that? How do you fight underwater? Uh, same thing underground, there's gas, there's, um, you know, TATP, uh, TNT compound B, there's deep dynamite, there's every kind of Klimagor mines, Shawaz, every kind of um, uh, bomb that's created by the enemy that's brought in from various countries. Uh, I don't want to get into which ones right now, but that are that are brought in from tunnels and you have to go in there into potentially poisonous gas or our tech, which I can't go into exactly what tech we use to map and, and all that, but we do have to... Um, find find it is hard enough and then map it and then destroy it and the thing is is that's not known by many many troops and then now that there's more than under new new york city in a very small place like gaza i mean it's like 500 kilometers what 300 miles or so of tunnel and some are very very big like logistic centers uh with with computers and things and then some are very um just for attack and some cars can drive in some only a motorcycle can drive in you have various kinds doing various things my gosh, this is this is so. This has really been underreported here. I didn't know about the car-sized tunnels, the motorcycle-sized tunnels, the the, the computers, like you know, underground uh, air force stuff. So, 
from your perspective, um, do you do you think that the there's a psychological aspect of warfare with tunnel warfare and uh, and public opinion that is different? I mean, I know that they use hostages as human shields. Obviously, that that complicates terribly what you're doing because they're willing to embed the hostage right with them. You take me out, you take that. I don't know how you win that, but you know, the Jewish people are remarkably brilliant in this stuff. And I'm wondering what, how would you, how would uh, Solomon divide that? How do you deal with that? Well, that's the thing is I think starting with the start and the big start is realizing that they don't have the same love for life that we have. If you look at our goals, our goals are Hatikva or our hope. What is our hope? To have a, have a life in the promised land, to get married, to one day afford to own a house, to be able to live a life. That's our, that's our goal. Their goal is a jihadic, uh, you know, extremist goal, which is really uh, every Jewish person who's here must die from the river, which is the Jordan River to the sea, uh, and, and they must be gone, killed, and if they don't convert to Islam, they must be killed by the sword, and that's found in the Quran. So what what it is is that pe people don't realize that the goals are different, and so it all it all um, what's that called plays out differently. And so when we're dealing with tunnel warfare, is it just a tactic? It's what it is. It's it's a, it's a weapon. A tunnel is a weapon, just like a gun. It's a weapon. And and it, it, does, it shouldn't be there. It shouldn't be a school, which I've been in these schools. If you see in some of my daily videos that I do, uh, a school, a kindergarten, a university, a hospital. You know, I was in the Beit Khanun Hospital not that long ago, and I, I myself found a tunnel. I put it on camera. I mean, if people don't know what to believe, I get that. Internet, what can you believe? I've personally found, I'm like thinking to ask, how do I get people to see that I'm here in a hospital and I'm, there's a, an attack terrorist tunnel with weapons and I'm showing it to you, there it is. But you know, people nowadays, it's, it's hard. But yes, that's the thing. That's what's going on with these tunnels. Chaim, you, you are, you, you, you're so clearly speaking American. Were you, were you born? Are you, I, I should know this better. You're American and you did Aliyah, but where did you grow up? Yeah, so I was born, like, we're six kids, two parents, mom, Canada, dad is San Francisco, Jewish community. I was born in Corvallis, Oregon, of all places. I don't really remember it. I grew up in Israel. It was my home. We made our Aliyah. We read the prophetic Aliyah scriptures, and I have to really throw this out there. A lot of Christians are Aliyah illiterate. Aliyah illiterate. They don't have the Aliyah uh, scriptures, which Aliyah is the return of the Jewish people promised to the promised land. And they and it's it's true it's happening and even as anti-Semitism rises it's pretty much the hunters and the fishers that's the hunters and they're you know Jeremiah 16 verse 14 through 16 the promise there and a lot of people don't even know this they might know oh, for God to love the world but this is just as true a plan of the Galilean rabbi the welcome party and get it all hooked up so here's the thing is we read these things we sang these songs even people don't know they're singing an Aliyah song you know for example um then the redeemed of the Lord will return. And Colin was singing into Zion. Oh, that's an Aliyah song. And so we were singing this, and it was about 25 years ago that we made our journey here. And then I started to, you know, join the army. And then I, and so that's why I, I started my career 25, 20, 20 years ago, 25 years ago, Aliyah, and then been running the Aliyah Return Center for the last 10 years. And of course, we have the emergency help right now that we're giving to all these families and even troops, heroes on the front lines. So, so for I like so for folks, let me just say this: for folks that don't get this, I'm going to be playing this on War Room uh, right before Bannon's War Room. So this is going to be very interesting. We're going to get a big a big audience that needs to know about this. So Aliyah is the Jewish term for returning back. 
and the Bible talks with accuracy about the Jewish people being scattered and then regathered. It's prophesied that they would be regathering. And one of the interesting data points I heard was you would think that after the Hamas attack, uh, Jewish people would be leaving Israel. But in fact, I think there's an increase of the number of Jews uh, returning to Israel, which is really anti-intuitive. I mean, why would you want to go towards the fire unless you're a fireman? I mean, the average person is running from it, right? Yeah, the only way I explain that, because it's very hard to explain spiritual things, and we're seeing that happen in real time where people are trying to explain a spiritual dynamic of even light versus darkness, good versus evil, truth versus lies, and it's hard to explain it. But here's the way I explain this. Salmon. Why do salmon the fish? Why do they swim upstream? It's kind of dangerous. There's bears there, you know, and but they have this instinct from the, the beach that were hatched in, like the Jewish people, were hatched in Israel. This is our home. This is the promised land by God. It's it's in our DNA. And we got to make that arduous, dangerous, fraught-filled journey back to the homeland. It's like turtles. They were hatched on this beach. They swam the seven seas, but they've got to do it. It's in their destiny, even if they don't know it. And he doesn't, Ezekiel 39, say every single Jewish person will return one day to Israel and the last verse there, and God will gather them as part of his plan. I don't know why. It's in, I didn't write the Bible, but this is what it is. And well, we're all part well, of it, it, it is a fascinating thing. You know, I have, I have a half-sister. It's in Israel. I've got nieces on my father's side. We've got rabbis on my father's side. And it's just interesting that I, it was just this year when I was there, two weeks before the attack, that I started thinking I should really consider Aliyah myself because I should be spending a certain amount of my time in Jerusalem because I could do far more of the kingdom work I do in Europe, Africa, and Asia from Jerusalem than from Dallas, Texas. And and then I'm thinking, this is so weird. I never would have thought this way years ago, but it's like a homing pigeon. I'm feeling drawn there. And then the more conflict there is, the more I feel, well, that's definitely what I should do. And it it's not exactly the way the it's in, it's counterintuitive. It's so true. What I will say is this: I'll say that people are recognizing that there's forces at work which don't make logical sense. We all want to make logical sense of everything, but some of these protests and some of these things we're seeing all over the world, and it doesn't make logical sense because you look at how wonderful, how many beautiful rights Arabic people have in Israel, and how lovely. And you talk to any Arabic person here; they love Israel. Now, of course, the Palestinians they are not haven't wanted to be part of Israel. They've wanted to be separate from Israel. The offering was offered. Would they like to have a state next to Israel? Would they like to be part of Israel after the 1948 war? They didn't want to do it. They wanted to spend their days, according to the Hamas charter, finding any single way possible to kill and destroy Israel. That's a spiritual thing. It's something that if God... It, it, it is it, it is spiritual. Hi, I'm going to hold you over because uh, we have a RAV uh, segment. I got to take a quick break. We're going to come right back. I want I want you to complete the thought on what the spiritual battle is in the Middle East, because it, it doesn't make sense in any other way. We'll be right back. You know, in your life, you've got angels that are assigned to you. They actually connect you with people. For all I know, it could have been a random angelic intervention that connected you and me together. You ever think about that? How did you first hear about a person or how did you first stumble upon an idea? Well, maybe there are angels at work doing that. One of the great stories in the New Testament is the story of Cornelius. And he was a, um, a Roman who actually was totally ignorant of the gospel, but somehow was praying to God, as so many people do in the earth, just praying to the God he knew, the best he knew. But he was also giving. 
and he was specifically giving alms. He was investing in those that were poor, that needed resources. And here's the story I want you to remember. His giving actually provoked an angelic visitation because the angel came to him and literally said, Cornelius, your prayer has been heard and your alms or your giving has been remembered before God. That means that over a period of time, he was doing something and then it triggered God's intervention later on. I want you to know that when you give consistently and when you sow with the right spirit, you are setting up a divine appointment in the future where the angelic realm comes down to unlock for you access to something you couldn't have gotten without God setting it up. This is the real secret of living in a rhythm of divine appointments. And I want you to partner right now with the work that we're doing, because this is the realm we literally live in. Go to lancewallout.com forward slash partner and join me and many others in sowing into unlocking divine appointments in the earth where the gospel goes forth and literally changes situations, changes people, and changes nations. LanceWalnut.com forward slash partner. And I want to welcome you into our family. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm getting a personal update from a frontline uh, military source on what's happening right now in Israel. Uh, Chaim, how do you pronounce your last name? Male spin, male like man, spin like the globe. Male spin, spin. Ga- got yeah. Ga- you. Chaim, male spin. Uh, so Chaim, explain to me, the, there's, a, there's a balance here of uh, insight that is both the spiritual, we talk about spiritual warfare in America, we're still learning what that is, and, and the left wants to call us Christian nationalists, they totally screw it up. But you're really dealing with, Israel has a legitimacy that is mandated illegally through the UN, through various other uh, mechanisms. And, uh, but, but nevertheless, you've got to deal with this problem. And, and how, do you, how do you reconcile the warfare and the, the peace efforts that you do? Because I want to talk about that. How do you do this? Yes, I, I think to, if I could say, I think it, it, it makes me and my perspective a little bit unique is that I feel always led to look at it on a spiritual perspective while I'm in the midst of, I, and I'll just say this, some of our Yalom guys just hours ago were in a massive, massive fight. Uh, the video, you're going to see it actually on the news very soon, uh, terrorists just trying to to kill them and they managed to survive and fight them off and it's heroic but i always bring it back to also a spiritual thing and, and recognize you don't start on the physical level you start on the spiritual level and uh for example luke chapter 10 you have yeshua in his own galilee where i live in the galilee very beautiful place by the way where the Aliyah return center charity is located uh with helping the immigrants and so on and uh and he looked at the towns of chorazin and bethsaida and and uh he looked at these places and he says um and he says, you wouldn't receive my words, you will be cursed. Now, I'm just thinking, WWYD, what would Yeshua, Jesus, do? Well, if he would look at Gaza City and Beit Hanun, and he looked at some of the places and says, you guys have cut people open, pregnant women, and killed their baby in front of them, you've burned people alive. Uh, the judgment is real, and God's, God's judgment isn't doesn't mean that he's not filled with love. He wants them to, to come to him, but the judgment is also real, and Again, shepherds carry sticks and shepherds, when the lambs are taken by the wolves, you got to go in, you have to rescue those lambs. That is biblical. And I think that's something maybe people don't have the facts of how to balance that. But what would Yeshua do? He would say, uh, excuse me, this is this is not going to fly. And if, and if I let it fly, 
then I'm not a real savior. You know, absolutely. So that, uh, absolutely. Hi, you, you do. I want people to be able to follow your coverage. Now that they've heard you, they'll know that you're not a PR, you know, lying source from Israeli intelligence. They hear you. They'll believe you. How could they follow you so they can keep track with your uh, your real ground? You're like you're like uh, Ben Burkwam on our war room over here. You're on the front lines. How can they know what you're doing? Yeah, Ben is great. Uh, yeah. So we, my name is Chaim Mailspin. So I am a uh, combat engineer corps elite unit with the Yalom units. Uh, we have the Alia Return Center. You go to the Facebook Alia Return Center. So Alia A L I Y A H Alia means the return of the Jewish people returncenter.com uh, you can go to the facebook and you'll see that i have also uh daily posts on also on youtube uh every day which cover also kind of a spiritual aspect but also the, what's going on on the ground and i think we're we're reaching some really really good successes in this war i wouldn't be surprised at the beginning of february you know that a lot of the reservists you know maybe even mid-january a lot of the reservists actually uh, are released and the, then the regular army the Sadir, as we call it, are going to have to patrol the Gaza Strip until such a time, which which we don't want to patrol that, but until such a time where someone else, some leadership, not Hamas, not Islamic Jihad, not the the um, Izzaldin al-Kastam, and not ISIS, uh, but someone will come to, not the PA, but somebody will come and be able to rule it um, and run it well and do some investments in channel. I threw out an idea back in the day for MBZ, um, Mohammed bin Ziyad, president of the um, Dubai and the whole Emirates, he could set up donation por donations and investment portfolios, even for Jewish people to donate and to invest and to make that place what it should have always been, a beautiful part of this whole promised land scenario. The beaches are just pristine and it has a future. And everyone, and I'll say this, anyone, Arab or Jew, sons and daughters of Abraham, or anyone in this planet who will hold on to the tree of life will be blessed and will stand with Israel, will be blessed. It's just true that every country is making a choice right now, a sheep nation choice or a goat nation choice to turn against God's plans and purposes. And and this is part of the spiritual war for anything God's laid out in the Bible. If it's marriage between a man and a woman, what are you going to see? You're going to see the exact opposite. You're going to see, oh, purity between a man and a woman. You're going to see the exact opposite everywhere on every screen. What do you see? God has a plan for Israel. Well, you're going to see the exact opposite everywhere. So that's the way it is. And we need to recognize that and stand up with the time we have left. I could be dead right now. I could be a little honorable memorial on the plaques that are up on our, our unit in our army, but I'm still alive. And I want to live every moment for God and for the God of Israel and his purposes. And I believe you do as well, everyone watching too. So let's do it together for the blessing of the sons of Ishmael. Amen. The blessings for amen. Amen. And so, so you mentioned a lot of stuff there. We only got a, a minute left here. But one of the things you said is, uh, so we pray, we really have to pray that the, if all that money that's gone to Gaza had gone into Gaza, you wouldn't have a tunnel infrastructure and these goofball leaders living, you know, high on the hog out there in the in Qatar in uh, penthouses, giving their directions, running their multi-million dollar underground operation. So whatever happens, we have to pray that the financial control of what goes in for rebuilding actually creates the argument that there's a better choice than vengeance and warfare and Satanism, that uh, that it's in the best interest of people living there to have peace and prosperity. And to do that, 
you cannot be run by a terrorist government under the guise of some kind of political organization. That's going to be something to pray into, but that's that's what we do. And once yeah. again, you've got a uh, a ministry that is in Galilee. You've got some kind of a, an organization for people making Aliyah. Who would be the type of people that should contact you? Yes, so two types of people. One are intercessors from around the world who want to love and stand with Israel and bless Israel and come and volunteer here or sow into the good soil. Uh, we've been around for just over 10 years. Uh, also, if someone wants to make Aliyah, we provide full uh, advice, counsel. If someone has made Aliyah, that's where we really, really shine. For Jewish people who have made their, got their paperwork, then we say, well, what about food, clothing, shelter, housing? What about giving you a uh, job training? What about Hebrew school? Uh, all that is offered and more free. You know, it's the holiday Hanukkah. Where, why don't you come and have some have some Hanukkah gifts? We just, you know, around two million shekels, I guess. Now we've been able to bless uh, Israel with, and that's not us. I mean, it's people from around the world who stand with us. And there's a lot of people in need right now. Let me let me just say this: is Isaiah 40 is going to be so big right now. Comfort, yes, comfort. Israel, comfort yourself. No, comfort. Hey, the nations. Those who love the Good Shepherd comfort you, my people. There's people that are so traumatized they can't. The kids wake up and sleepwalk to the bathroom, uh, and they they crash into the wall. They, they're they're so traumatized from the rockets. There's people who've lost a dad, lost a brother. There's people who are so, who are so traumatized right now, who need a lot of help here in Israel. And I believe that God is going to raise up an Isaiah 49 verse 22. Read that. I will. Put my raise up my hand and oath to the nations that they will carry the Jewish people in their arms and on their shoulders. They're going to carry them. They're going to carry them. There's going to be a network around the world that's going to carry Jewish people here. And we'll get them houses. We'll get them set up. And it's, it's amen. Chaim, thank you so much. We're going to have to uh, drop off for now, but we're looking forward to getting more reports from you. And we're going to broadcast them in the United States to let everybody know what's happening. Please follow this courageous young man and pray for his divine protection. Thank you, Chaim. We'll see you later. Thank you, brother. God bless, God bless you. We'll be right back with our next segment. We're going to have to end the broadcast right here for today for our, our regular podcast audience. And um, you know, you're saying, well, Lance, this this that's pretty intense. Well, it, it is pretty intense. And it's, it's kind of hard to know um, what it's like to be living in an environment where you're under that kind of stress day and night, night and day. But I do want to remind you of something that I'm doing that's taking care of me. I'm taking the cellular function booster, CoQ10, with collagen because I need to be able to stay strong and I have to have a replenished cellular supply for the stresses of where we're going in America right now. Charlie Kirk turned me on to it. It's a local company. I've met the people. 37.2 trillion cells help your body generate energy, but it's the unique combination of NADH and CoQ10 that works together to get this system into your blood system. I started taking this when I was in Europe, had no jet lag at all, and I attribute it to this powerful little formula. You want to go to LanceWallet.com, strong cell, LanceWallet.com, strong cell, and join me in this cellular revolution where we're renewing our youth and renewing our strength for the year to come. God bless you, and we'll see you tomorrow. Did you enjoy this latest episode? Please remember to share it with your friends. Because the more knowledge you have, the better equipped you are to navigate the world.